Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. It is hour two on this hump day, and every hour two, my buddy, my co-host, my partner in crime on the East Coast in D.C., and I'm in the on the West Coast in Los Angeles. Mark Levine joining me in the House, former legislative counsel to Democratic Congressman Barney Frank and the House Judiciary Homeland Security and Financial Services Committees back from vacation. I'm so jealous because I know where you went. <laughs> Happy home day. Hey, Mark, how you doing, buddy? Good to be home. And a belated Happy New Year. Can I say where you went? Am I allowed to do that? Sure, sure. I'm going to talk about it on a future show, but go ahead. Break the news. Okay. You went to, am I correct, Africa on safari? I went to South Africa. That's correct. Okay. You went to, it is still on the continent of Africa, uh, and South Africa on safari. And uh, did you just go in South Africa for, um, uh, for safari, or did you get to travel to any uh, other countries? No, I went throughout South Africa, but South Africa is a very large, very beautiful country. There's plenty to see there. Uh, and it wasn't just on safari, though I did spend a lot of time with the animals. I also got to see Cape Town and Johannesburg and all along the coast. And I have to say, for anyone who's been there, it's one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been to. Just physically stunning in, in its beauty. Really, really? I didn't expect that. I didn't know that. Now, i got to see if I, would, I, if I would like it before we get into our topics and the meat. Name another, okay. name another country or place specifically that you think is just beautiful. Uh, Switzerland. Um, where else? One more. Um, Hawaii. <laughs> okay, so I'm gathering I wouldn't think South Africa is so beautiful. <laughs> Well, I went to Geneva. I'm not a mountain person, first of all. And I know South Africa definitely is a uh, definitely is ocean. Um, but uh, no, Switzerland, uh, I haven't been. Uh, I've been to Geneva. I haven't been to Zurich, but um, I know it. Beautiful. We disagree. Uh, it didn't. No, it didn't <laughs> float my boat. No, it's got tons of mountains. I, I, I look out my windows and, you know, at my home and I can see. Excuse me, mountains, because I'm at the base of the foothills. Um, but uh, Hawaii, I'm one of those weird people. I can see the beauty in Hawaii. I'm not a huge Hawaii person. That's, isn't that weird? Yeah, I'm not a huge Hawaii person. Well, what do you think is beautiful, Leslie? Manhattan? Lake, Lake Como, Italy. Okay, I haven't been there. Lake Como, Italy. Not far from uh, Switzerland. Uh, no, not at all. An- uh, Annecy, France, uh, which is also not far from Switzerland. No, um, that's true. I would say. Well, here's what's so nice. Paris, definitely. Par- Paris is absolutely stunning. Well, like Cape Town, for example, is an incredibly beautiful city. There's this. There is a mountain, uh, but it's a single mountain. It's called Table Mountain, and it's yep. it's like a a tabletop. It's yep. it's just right there, right in the middle of the city. You can see it from everywhere. And what happens is when the clouds cross Tabletop Mountain, it hits the clouds. And they kind of pour over. They say like a tablecloth. And you can see the clouds literally fall down the mountain. It's stunning. I've never seen that anywhere else. It, it's amazing. Um, and it's just, what can I say? The skies are, are just, <laughs> it just seemed really beautiful when I was there. Um, okay, speaking of safari, I've just got to ask you because I love animals. I love animals sure. and I love travel. Okay, so, so these are two of my crack, if you will, uh, that you uh-huh. got to participate. When you went on safari... 
I have to. Did you stay at Sinjita? <laughs> did I what? Sinjita is a resort that I want to stay at. It's very expensive. I doubt I'll ever stay. I know there. nothing about Sinjita. It, it is in South Africa. It is it is the creme de la creme of us uh, places to stay on for safaris. I was curious if you went there. It's mucho no, mucho. No, box. you're too fancy for me, Leslie. I read these travel magazines. This is what happens, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's my uh, it's my princess travel imagination. Anyway, um, did you get to see animals on safari? Because uh, you know, oh, I know some, I know some people that say, and I know they say January is a good time to go. Uh, but I know some people that say, oh, I was disappointed i really didn't see as many animals but oh, you, you... i saw thousands of animals i saw elephants and lions and giraffes and zebra we pronounce it wrong it's not zebra it's zebra and five different kinds of antelopes and i can tell you the difference and and um uh, uh everything uh jackals and uh bush uh, um just, just everything. <laughs> Can you think of it all right now? Rhinos, lots of rhinoceros. How close uh, were How close were you to some of these animals? I mean, what was the closest you close. were to? Well, give us very approximity. Uh, ten feet. Hmm. Like ten I mean, feet from a lion. The elephant came that close to the car. So close, we were afraid that you know. I mean, it, it, we saw it would brush up against it. Now, um, with the elephant, unless it's charging, I would imagine you weren't nervous. But like a, a lion or something that is more. Um, can be much more threatening. Were you, were you... We were 100 feet from a lion. In oh, fact, okay. we, I even saw a lion hunting uh, an antelope. Didn't get it. It was a young lion, and, and she, she needed a little practice. But I uh, saw her hunting an elon. Uh, we got very, very close to, to animals. Um, I got to hug a giraffe. That's pretty close. If you feed the giraffe, they let you, you have to stand on something, of course, because they're 15 feet tall. But um, if you feed them, they'll, they'll let you hug them until, until you're done feeding them. At least. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I, I love uh, I love hugs of uh, you know hugging animals. I'm you know I just yeah, I'm one of those uh, I'm one of those adults that goes into the petting zoo with my kids because I want to pet the animals. But let's talk about other Me animals. Too. Let's talk about a political animal, the beast coming up, the 2016 uh, presidential uh, race. And you know there was a poll that said if the election were held today, that Hillary Clinton would win, and not just win in a landslide, this woman has a double-digit lead over every Republican potential nominee. We'll go through the list. But let me ask you this. We are a long way, a lifetime away, from that election in terms of politics, time-wise. Um, so, Absolutely. I, I mean, so this, this, this will definitely go you know, up and down, although I would love if it didn't change. <laughs> Well, part of it is name recognition. People know who Hillary Clinton is. They don't know who Marco Rubio or, or Rand Paul or uh, even Jeb Bush is. So, yeah, look, I support Hillary Clinton. I hope she wins. I, I think she has a good shot of winning. But, as you say, it's a lifetime away. Most definitely. Let's look at the players, uh, the Republican players, okay? Um, right now, a lot of people that haven't announced, including Hillary on the left, but on the right, people that haven't announced but, well, Paul Ryan said he's not going to run. Marco Rubio has said he's going to run. But there are others like Jeb Bush and Scott Walker and you would think Mitt Romney who are looking to see whether they should run or not. So people understand, what does that mean? Does it mean they're out there to see how much money they can raise? Yes. Uh, they're, they're, or or is, is that all it's about, how much money they can That's raise? That's all it's about. That's all it's about. They want to see if they can raise enough money to mount a credible candidacy. It costs millions of dollars. Uh, and also to see where they get laughed out. I mean, Romney has gotten laughed out. I don't think he's going to run. I think people are laughing too hard. 
In fact, if you ask me, and, and this is going to annoy a lot of people, but I think it's going to be Bush v. Clinton again, a different Bush, a different Clinton. But I do think that Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton are the most likely nominees, and I think Hillary Clinton will win in a squeaker, if you want my prediction for two years from now. Yeah, you think she's going to win, not, are we talking nomination? Not in a landslide. In a, in a squeaker. I think no, 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 I, 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 you're saying by a landslide or a, sle- a squeaker the nomination? It, no, 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 no. Oh, oh. She'll win the, the nomination by a landslide. I mean, I think that, that Hillary Clinton will beat Jeb Bush in the general election in a very close election. Okay. So, and you think it will be Jeb Bush? And I say that because there are those Charles Krauthammer uh, on Fox and some others that say it's going to be Marco Rubio. But I, I'm with you. I think if Jeb Bush runs, it's it's going to be a Bush Clinton ticket. And oh, so toasty if a Clinton wins over a Bush again. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I actually think if Jeb Bush didn't run, Marco Rubio would have a shot. But I think that Jeb Bush sucks up all the oxygen in the room for moderate Republicans and. Rubio is a, a relatively moderate Republican, and, and they're going to go to the Bush. Uh, then there's going to be all the crazies that'll be there, the, the, the Cruises and the Rand Pauls and the Santorums of the world and the Huckabees, and they'll all snipe at each other. But uh, I think the, the moderate will win. And by the way, he's not that moderate, but he's more moderate than... But I, I want to talk to you about that, because I think you and I agree that the independent voter, the centrist, the people that are more moderate... Um, Republican or Democrat, right? You know, not as left uh, as a Dem, not as right as some of the GOP. Uh, that you know, he might you know appeal to them, and that concerns me. Although Hillary is considered very centrist and moderate compared to uh, many on the I left, like, both- a Ber- like a Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren. Exactly, I think they're both from the moderate wings of their party. Uh, I like Hillary Clinton, but she is no Bernie Sanders. She's no Elizabeth Warren. In fact, in some ways, Elizabeth Warren, if, if I you know appeals more to my liberal sensibilities. But at the, but, at the uh, same time, we I think we both agree, although I love it, I don't think either senator could win. That's exactly right. I don't think either one could win, and I do think Hillary Clinton can win, and I'd much rather have a Democrat win than get my nominee. So, And, and I, listen, I like Hillary Clinton. I worked with Hillary Clinton uh, when, I, when I worked in Congress. First of all, she's brilliant. I don't think people realize just quite how intelligent she is. Yeah, she is. I think a lot, a lot of people know that Bill Clinton is brilliant, but I don't think they quite realize how smart she is. It's interesting. I went to Yale Law School, and I talked to one of the professors who taught both of them. They were in the same class at Yale. And Bill Clinton was third in the class of some very, you know, highfalutin, uh, intelligent people. Uh, Hillary Clinton was first. She was first in the class. Well, he, he, you know, one of the things he was smart about is he saw a smart woman, and and he was attracted to that, you know? Well, he he definitely hit his star on, on her. The one thing, though, that she doesn't have, and that I really hope Bill Clinton trains her, if possible, is she doesn't have near the political skills she does. I'm sorry. She's brilliant, and she does all she can know about policy. But when it comes to feeling your pain and evoking uh, a sensitive subject and filling a room with his charm, she's just not charming like he is. And she can't help it. It's part of her personality. She needs to work on that. All right. We will take a break. We'll be back with my co-host, Mark Levine. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. Join us at 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. That is Z, a number. Uh, we are talking about the uh, presidential race, and uh, we're going to talk about that uh, for most of this hour. But let's uh, let's look at Republicans. So first, we had just talked about, uh, Mark, Jeb Bush. It looks like he's running. Like you said, he's out there to get the money. He's got the name recognition. 
Um, it would seem his brother and daddy want him to run major Wall Street donors. And um, you feel that he will win the nomination uh, because of his name, his ability to ma- raise money, and the appearance of, of a, a moderate Republican compared to somebody who's an extreme, extreme evangelical uh, Christian right-wing wacko. Yeah, I mean, there's really uh, – that's that's why Romney won the nomination last time. And I look at the people running against him. Uh, Romney was by far an imperfect candidate, but when you compare him to a Rick Santorum or a, uh, any of the other uh, crazies he ran against, uh, he looked reasonable by comparison. I think that's what's going to happen with Jeb Bush. I think he's going to be compared to the Mike Huckabees and Ted Cruz's and Rand Paul's of the world and look reasonable by comparison. Mitt Romney. Is he running? The wife says, no, 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 no. Rand Paul copies that. No, 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 no. Um, and uh, the, the Republican voters obviously weren't that ecstatic about him in 2012. He can raise money, and we already know he can win the nomination. He's uh, done it before, but could he do it again? I, I would bet that he's not running. As a Democrat, let me say, I hope he does run. Not, I would like to see nothing more than a Romney win. Romney and Bush would actually take from the same Republican and make it more likely that one of the crazies, uh, the, the Ted Cruz's or the Rand Paul's, would win, which would be then, then Hillary Clinton can win in a landslide. Uh, so I hope Romney wins. Oh, shit, Romney runs. Uh, I'd be fine if he wins. Uh, but I really don't think he will. I think that uh, he's become the laughing stock of the Republican Party. You kind of only get one chance. You know, Richard Nixon tried and failed. He got a second chance. That doesn't happen so much anymore. I, I don't. It's kind of like if John Kerry were to run again, or even Al Gore, who won the election. Uh, people just don't get second chances in politics. So I do not think he will run again. Okay, uh, let's look now at Chris Christie. Now he's probably going to run. You know, more um, you know moderate Republicans and certainly people who don't like Bush or Romney uh, want him uh, to run. But can this guy win the nomination? I mean, he is a. I mean, again, Democrats want him to run, right? He he's a he's like a powder keg. You know? Yeah, <laughs> the interesting thing about Chris Christie is his policies are not that extreme for Republican policies. Uh, and, and frankly, I think he had a decent chance prior to Bridgegate. But I think Bridgegate really exposed not just the corruption in, in, a, in a Christie administration, but really what a nasty guy he is. I mean, people have to like their candidate. And he's a very unlikable person. He's just mean. And, it, it, you know, you wouldn't think personally I would play such a role, but I just talked about the fact that uh, the one thing Bill Clinton has over Hillary, it's not intelligence, it's personality. I would say that uh, personality is the biggest strike against Chris Christie. Okay, personality. Although some of us like that. I, 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 I like some of his personality. Scott Walker, a personality I don't like. Uh, you know, he, he's definitely looking at things like how much money can he have, and he's already got huge checks, I'm sure, from the uh, Koch brothers. He would announce in spring most likely if uh, he's going to run. Um, you know, can't. Can he really win the nomination? I mean, some people feel he has a lot of strengths where Republicans are concerned, but this is a guy uh, that has, depending on where you're standing, uh, you know, done well or done very poorly in Wisconsin, depending on what you're looking at. Could he ever not only run a national campaign, win a national campaign, and even be able to handle a nation as opposed to a state? I think he is running. Uh, I don't think he has a chance to 
to win. I think he appeals to the Republicans who really hate working class people. He's known as the union buster. And a lot of Republicans really, really hate average working class people. He's, he's the scourge of the middle class. And, and that makes him uh, a lot of people very fond of him. He, whereas Chris Christie has a, 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 uh, uh, What's the right word? And let's just say an aggressive personality. Scott Scott Walker has no personality. I mean, he really uh, he can look at he can stand next to the wall and make the wallpaper more interesting. Uh, I I don't think he has a chance, but I do think he's running. Okay, Mike Huckabee. Now I I think he's running because he he left his uh, hosting his weekend uh, news show on Fox. I know Governor Huckabee. I used to be a regular on his radio show. He used to constantly ask me to come in to do his TV show with a live audience, and it was always like it was my anniversary, then it was my son's birthday. And I must say that although I don't agree with him at all on almost anything politically or socially that he uh, you know uh, believes his ideology certainly, uh, he is actually I have to for the record I have to say he's a very nice man, believe it or not. He's always been he's, very, no, very... He's clearly, he's likable. He's very nice to me. Every every time I've seen him in New York at Fox, he gives me a big hug. He asks me about my husband and my children. He has a warmth about him, just, you know, like that favorite uncle kind of warmth. Um, but, um, you know, can't even though he sat out in the last race, he... He was close to what third in the uh, the primary in two thousand and eight. Could could he really win with more time that has passed? Even though evangelical Christians really fancy him, I don't think he could win. But I agree with you about his personality. Whereas I said Scott Walker and Chris Christie have personality problems. Huckabee doesn't. He is a warm, likable person. His policies, though, aren't aren't very warm and fuzzy. He is the big social conservative, and uh, that's not going to. Okay, we're going to take a break. We will be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. Happy Hump Day, Hour 2. And we co-host Hour 2 together on the only true democracy in talk radio. Well, Mark, let's take some calls. Got a lot of them coming in. Shall we? Okay. All right. Let's start it out in Washington on Line 3 with John. Hey, John, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Hey, Mark. I'm I'm an hour behind out 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 here, so I'm responding to what Mark said in the first, uh, like an hour ago. Okay. 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 I, have two qu- I have two quick points. Um, women's equal pay is a fairness issue for for me. I have a sister and a mother, and I would not want them to, you know, be be uh, uh, economically shafted like that. But if you're a conservative man. Why would you want a potential employer out there being able to say, hmm, I have a choice between two employees. You know what? I'm going to take the – I mean, it, this would be an incentive to hire more women because they're cheaper. And my second point, my second point, Mark, is you are completely right on so many issues, and I love you, okay? But on immigration, you are wrong. And let me tell you why, because I'm a liberal, okay? But I'm also, like – for union workers and union wages and minimum wage. And what is the, like, our population is what now? 300, approaching 325 billion? Or million? I million. Mean? Okay. When do we shut the door, Mark? I mean, every person on the planet from whatever country they're from, if they're unhappy with their country, cannot come here because we only have so much arable land, potable water. Uh, I mean, and we're losing that all the time to fracking. Uh, I mean, you're, you know, at wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let me, are you, are you then suggest, the are you suggesting, are you suggesting then, as a liberal, John, that we close our borders? 
to wait, wait a minute, wait a minute to to, to people who are much like probably your parents or grandparents, of perhaps even farther back, great grandparents. Yes, because at a certain point, well, well, I mean, we're, we're not we sat- ge- geographically and, and at physical landmass, we're not saturated. We may have some very overdeveloped urban areas, uh, you know, city uh, areas, but we have tons of. You land. ever been to Montana? <laughs> yeah, hello, <laughs> North Dakota, South Dakota. Potable, we look. Th- it doesn't matter how much open space there is. It matters how much arable land you have to grow uh, crops and how much water. And we are going to run out. I mean, it, is it at a billion that you want to shut the door? Two billion. When the United States well, we, we well first of all, you wouldn't. You, you, first of all, you were after. You, wait, wait, wait. wait. Mark, let me just say this, and I'll shut yeah. up because he is asking you from the first hour. But listen, John. First of all, we have something called a life cycle. People die. People are born. Secondly, we, the majority currently, um, of white Americans, are not populating anywhere near the rate that they used to uh, in the past. So I, I, you know, I think that you know us having too many people. And not enough people going out the door. Well, they may not be going out the door, but they're definitely going, you know, underground. Uh, Mark, go ahead. Well, here's the thing, John. If you look at America 200 years ago, or you look at the world 200 years ago, you could say the world couldn't handle a billion people on the planet, and it couldn't. There wasn't enough food grown 200 years ago, or 1,000 years ago, or 2,000 years ago, to feed a billion people. Now we've got 8 billion people on the planet. There's actually more than enough food to feed everybody on Earth, and there's more than enough land. The United States is actually one of the least populated countries. Look at a country like Singapore, if you want to look for a crowded country. Uh, we have more than enough room here. And here's the thing. Immigrants actually create more wealth and more opportunity. They come here, they, they work hard, and they, they open their own stores and businesses, and, and they create more jobs, and each helps the next one come along. Now, in terms of the minimum wage and unions, I agree with you we have to increase the minimum wage. I agree with you we have to protect union labor. And one of the best ways to do that is to have laws that prevent employers from mistreating the undocumented immigrants. If they could pay the undocumented immigrant a dollar an hour, you're right. It's going to undercut union wages. But if they have to, to treat the undocumented immigrant the same way they would an American citizen, pay them the same minimum wage, uh, give them good health care, all the things that we want for unions, that actually helps the American worker compete as well. So I'm not afraid of immigrants. I think actually it's the reason why we're the strongest economy on earth. Okay, I love this quaint argument from yesteryear, two, 200 years ago. Look, I don't care about that. We're facing a global crisis, Mark, and you, and you know this, right? Every person, every open mouth, and, I'm, and I don't care about what color they are. It's not a race thing. It's too many rats in the cage, and I'm a rat. I don't think we are. Okay. I don't think we have a global crisis. Plastics, household items. Oh, homes. I mean, all that uses up oil, and we're just running towards extinction. This is the, the most idiot. To say we should have open borders, I'm not saying close all immigration, but you're, you're driving people to the Republican Party when you say open borders. Well, I, so, would, I so, told you I wouldn't want criminals or terrorists. I mean, I would have restrictions on people who are you know, really bad people coming in. But people who make it to our borders uh, to try to, to live a better life, I think they strengthen our country. I think that they make our economy stronger. I think they make everybody richer, not just themselves. And so but I think you don't believe that there are any limits 
on water, on arable land. I mean, global warming is happening. We're going to lose a lot of arable land and all of a sudden be in this position. Look, why not have them stay in their countries and emulate the better parts of the United States and change their own countries where they are? Why does everyone have to come here? That is insanity. It doesn't work in Europe. It doesn't work anywhere. Uh, I'm all for changing the world floods and, making... and floods and floods of people. We're already overstretched with our social services. We can never afford to have have all these people. That, I mean, how many billion? That's the thing. How how, how many people do we have now? How many? Oh, people wait, 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 wait a minute. Even wait, 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 wait. Even if you closed our borders, unless you have the wealthy corporate CEOs who run these companies, stop sending the the jobs and building companies and production plants overseas. Unless you have the ability by companies and many more states, or and on a federal level, on Congress, increase minimum wage so that people can get a uh, enough money to put food on, on their uh, the, the table to feed their family, there are people working that are on some of these programs. You are aware of that, right? These are not people sitting home on their butts who are lazy with their hand out. And I think that's the perception the American people have. I'm with you 100%. We should right now stop the tax incentives for companies that they still have this in place all these years and years uh, uh, so that they can dismantle companies and take them. That, that's, in, it, that's insanity. I'm totally with you there. I'm just talking about I want to take care of Americans, right? And right now, like, we can't even take care of Americans. It's not and that we can't take care of Americans. It's that the 1% who control, wait a minute, the 1% who control the wealth and power over the 99 choose not to. We we do appreciate your call. I could, we could, could both talk to you all day, and we do have other calls. That I want to get them all upset too. Thank you. Call us again, okay? Even though we don't agree, I Thank I you, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, Mark, uh, quick before we go to break, last word on John. Well, I do appreciate John's call, and I do think there are a lot of people who who think like him. Uh, at the end of the day, we have plenty of water. We have plenty of food. We're the richest country on earth. In fact, we're able to take care of populations that other countries aren't. Sure, we should improve the lots of people in other countries so they don't have to come here. But America, in many ways, is a safety valve for the world. And you know what? We tend to get the best and the brightest anyway because it takes a lot of effort to get here. Yes, it does. And by the way, do we want to leave out those people from India and China that might come here and that work at Pixar, the athletes? And let's not forget those supermodels from Eastern Europe. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. We'll be back. We are back. He's Mark Levine in D.C. I'm Leslie Marshall in Los Angeles. And this is your show of Foreign by You, the people uh, talking with the people. Let's take some more calls. Uh, Mark, uh, sound good to you? Sounds good to me. Okay. Let's go to Lonnie in Oregon, line four. Hi, Lonnie. Good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Listen, uh, I hope you don't mind, but I have to make a comment about that last caller because I actually married somebody from Peru who uh, really did just want a green card. I mean, it's kind of a sad story for me, but I understand the situation very, very well. And we don't have an illegal immigrant problem. We have illegal employer problem. My ex-husband was in Peru and was could, could get a job in Peru for $75 a month from Westinghouse that would he he could be a security guard in the middle of the night in the worst part of town for $75 a month from Westinghouse for a job that in the United States they would have to pay several thousand dollars to so that's why people come here it's not because they love Oh no I agree with you all the, I agree with you 100% because I have constantly said nobody ever goes after the corporations that for years decades dangled a carrot 
And now we have over 11 million people here, and everybody's like, oh, Not you know, they're, they're, they're sneaking into our country to get our social services. No, they're coming here to take jobs that, 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 that nobody else wants. Well, besides that, there are laws on the books here in the United States. It's $1,000 per illegal immigrant, and we have this e-file system that they are refusing to use. So that, I, you know, that is an issue that the so-called progressives, it's just the same reason that I called you about the other thing. This is why I initially called you. I'm personally, I, I, can't, I can't twist my brain around why the Democrats are even paying attention to the Republicans. We should give them no airtime. I don't care how nice Mitt Romney is or any of those fascist pigs. Like, honestly, why aren't we pushing the Democrats to give us something, uh, someone other than Hillary Clinton? I personally Wait a minute. Democrats are pushing for Bernie Sanders. Democrats are pushing for Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, but but we wait, 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 wait. Do you want another candidate or do you want a candidate that can win the presidency if they win the nomination? Look, the bottom line is, is we can find a candidate that's not Hillary. A vote for me and my Wait, vote? you can find a candidate that's not Hillary, but can you find a candidate yes. that does not, that's not Hillary yes. that will well, not only win the de- Democratic well, nomination that's, that's, and that will beat... Uh, she has double-digit lead over every Republican. You find me a Democrat that can do that. You know what? Who do you support? Because, uh, to me, in my book, a vote for Hillary is a vote for Bush. I don't oh, trust no. her oh, God, as no. far as I could throw her at all. I would never. I, I'll vote Green Party before I vote for her. And I've written the I, Democratic I hope, Party many times and told them this because there are candidates within the Senate, not Bernie Sanders. There are moderate. There are people that they could push up through the ranks that have a lot of electability but they refuse to do it because they're a corporate congress it's a it's the whole the whole Hillary Clinton is a corporate candidate and for, in my no, book, you know what i don't disagree with you there but here's the problem and even senator bernie sanders has said this on my show when i asked him if he was running he said he's going to put feelers up and he readily admits that if it's impossible to do without having any money from corporate America, well, you know, he's not going to get into a race that he would absolutely lose. And he realizes at this point in time in the political game, in the political process, that is potentially uh, a reality. Mark, please weigh in. Well, listen, I would agree that Hillary Clinton's not perfect. We can talk about the things we disagree on. But uh, I generally support what she supports most of the time. And my question for you is, who do you support? Who do you, you, you want someone other than Hillary Clinton. Who do you like? Name, name somebody. Well, I'd like Bernie Sanders to run. Uh, and, okay, well, I think Bernie Sanders Elizabeth may well Warren. run. I'd like to see, you know, but Elizabeth but, but Warren has basically been Bernie told Sanders, by Chuck Schumer have... she can't run. I have a lot of respect for Bernie Sanders, and I like the fact that he tells it like it is. Bernie Sanders, of course, is not even a Democrat. He's a socialist and a proud socialist, and I'm really glad that Bernie Sanders is out there and calling it like it is. Do you really believe in your heart of hearts that Bernie Sanders could beat Jeb Bush? Do you really believe that? Jeb Bush and Clinton are the same. and it, you know They're not the same. Know. Oh, my God. Get, wait, wait. How can they be the same? They, uh, how can they? Wait a minute. How can they be the, the same? Thing, one's pro, wait, 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 wait. One's pro-life. One's pro-choice. One, one is against uh, any kind of immigration reform. The other is in favor. The only area where they probably agree is common core. Look, the only thing that a Democrat will do is toe the line on the Republican agenda. That's all there is to it. And is that what Obama's done? Hillary Clinton will negotiate her way out of everything. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, she talks a great populist talk, 
But you get her into the office, and she's going to stab us in the back. I'm personally sick of being stabbed in the back by the Democrats. How would what 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 issue do you feel, or what would she do that would stab you in the back? What is your belief? You know what? One of the things that she did that really soured me right after Fukushima nuclear meltdown, she promised the Prime Minister of Japan that we would not test our food for radiation, and we do not test our food for radiation. And that, honestly... But, wait, can I ask you a question? Is, and Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that food testing actually is under the control of the State Department. You know what? I honestly don't... I haven't heard that complaint well, before. You know I'll I'm look it up. Tell you what. She pulled enough strings. We do not test our food. She promised him personally. I mean, And, and where fact, do you have that from? It's, it's a pretty well-known fact. I can get you documents. You can Google it. It's not that. Oh, hard. we are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just haven't heard that complaint before, but I'll look it well, up. Nobody I, talks about the ongoing, the three nuclear. That's my big complaint. Is there's no, no one's talking about the. Three Why would now? First, first of all, first of all, wait, 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 wait. Going back to that, as we are googling that information, going back to that, um, the United States has some of the most, uh, the strictest regulations with regard to food and testing our food across the board throughout the world, hands down. No. Yeah, yes. No. Absolutely. You know what? Well, i got to tell you something, sweetie. This is something I know very well. I almost died a year and a half ago from a very rare parasite from eating just a piece of fish cooked in another country. And I can tell you, after seeing doctors all over the world who didn't know what the hell was wrong with me and almost dying, almost losing my life, I can tell you about the food uh, regulations and the quality standards of food in the United States compared to other countries. So that other, stuff, other the, the regulation and the testing of food, that's been going on for years before Hillary Clinton was even in Washington. And, and since she's been in Washington and Secretary of State, that is not under her authority. Under first world, in the first world countries, you're talking first world countries. No, I'm not just talking first world countries. Well, I'm talking. You know, no, I'm I'm talking about our Western counterparts. Our Western counterparts. We have much more strident food. To, you you want to you want to die from a piece of sushi? It'll happen in Japan a hell of a lot quicker than you it would know, happen here in the United States. The reality is, my own daughter got very sick from food poisoning here and almost died, and that happened here in the United States from eating a piece of chicken. It I mean, can no, absolutely can happen. Seriously. But we we have we still, in spite of some of the uh, E. coli and salmonella incidents that have happened, we still have far stricter f- regulations on our food and quality control and testing on our food than any other country, not just in the third world, but the industrialized Western world. You know, the, the, the only thing that I think Hillary Clinton has over Bush is the pro-life, the the pro-choice stance. That's the only thing that she what has. What about the minimum wage? Do I believe that she'll do that? No. I think she talks a well, lot. Well, first of, of all, no president can do that. Congress would have to do Right, it. exactly. So she can say what she wants. Of course she wants it. Just like, uh, you know, Obama wanted to close Gitmo. That's not happening either. I mean, he's having to inch away at that one. You know, I mean, we're living in a literally, uh, in my view, a fascist corporate state where a when they talk a about interests of the United States, they're talking about the corporations. They're not talking about me and you. Okay, let me let me and since and since you did give us the Hillary Clinton, can I give you the facts on this, sure. if I may? Okay. After the radiation from the Fukushima nuclear plant disaster uh, in Japan, uh, we know it affected the uh, ecosystem. Um, along the North American it West Coast. Well, let, let me finish, please. You, you bring up, you bring something up, but you weren't specific, and the specific, and the specifics make a huge difference in what you said versus what was said. 
uh, the seaweed is radiated, um, and they tested the seaweed off the coast of British Columbia. The amount of radiation was four times the amount considered safe. However, not just the entire United States but Canada are not conducting tests for radioactivity. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton agreed that she would continue to purchase seafood from Japan even though there's even though that is not being tested for radioactive contamination. Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, as former first lady, former senator and currently does not purchase seafood for the United States. She was saying, I'm not going to stop buying seafood from Japan. And by the way, the rest of the country hasn't either. Yeah, and it's actually probably pretty sad because we're going to see a lot of cancers in 10 to 15 years. Yeah, but that's a personal choice. I mean, I, I mean, you know, seriously, that's a, that's a personal choice. If somebody chooses to be a, you know, to, to, to eat a certain food or not, that's what you're going to base whether they should be president or not. But uh, you can disagree with Hillary Clinton on this without claiming she's the same as Jeb Bush. I mean, so so you okay? So she's I mean, wrong on this. She's sport. not exactly. I mean, the difference. I mean, as like I said, the only difference in my book about Hillary Clinton is that she's pro-choice. That's it. And we need to demand better. But candidates. again, but again, I don't, I don't, I don't hear a candidate that you know who is the candidate that can win that fits into your ideal. This is the thing. People are worried about winning. But, you know, if you have to... Oh, my God. Down, so Lord, help me. Well if we don't it. win, we end up... Were you happy in the eight years George W. Bush was president? Were you happy invading the sovereign nation of Iraq? Were you happy with 9-11? No. I mean, and, and, you know, I wasn't happy with the Democrats who refused to stand up to Bush stealing the elections either. Yeah, or but you know what? He, he was president. Ended. It's people like you that either stayed home or said, you know what? Let's put up a candidate... You know, it doesn't matter if they win. If it doesn't matter if they win, then it really doesn't matter who the president is, right? And I, I disagree with that. Hey there, how you doing? I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. I missed him so much while he was away for weeks. I said, hey, can you stick around hour three, buddy? And he said, absolutely. He is my co-host and partner in crime every hour two here on the only true democracy in talk radio. And in addition, he sits in hour one for me every Wednesday and is the only person that I really, really trust so uh, to sit in for my baby, this uh, program. More than a pleasure to have back with us my co-host, Mark Levine. Mark, thank you for sticking around because we have a lot of people talking to us and we're switching. We're entirely throwing out the topic we're going to talk about because we didn't even finish our topic in hour two and we have a lot of calls. Well, thank you, Leslie, for your kind words, and I always like to talk to callers, so uh, I'm, I'm happy to stay. I do want to respond, uh, if I could briefly, though, to the woman yep. at the end of the second hour um, because I, I've been looking all throughout the last eight minutes, and I, and I have to admit I never heard of this, this claim about Hillary and radiation. The only thing I found is that she said she wouldn't stop buying seafood from there. Well, here's what I found. And all of the, mostly, I find it on right-wing sites, uh, not reputable sites, and they all point to nuclear expert Arnie Gunderson, whoever he is, says that high-level friends in the State Department told him that Hillary Clinton signed a pact with her counterpart in Japan, agreeing the U.S. will continue buying uh, seafood despite it not being tested. Uh, that's several levels of hearsay and if it's a pact then it's 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 an agreement i mean it's it's open it's it's uh, you know yes it would be for for public knowledge right 
Right. So if, if this is something that happened, we should be able to see a copy of this. Instead, we have this guy who claims to be a nuclear expert, which he may or may not be, but he's not a food expert, claiming that high-level friends in the State Department told him Hillary Clinton signed a pact. Let's just say I'm real suspicious of, of this claim. Um, but and, by, and by the way, would that be a, a deal that she would sign? Wouldn't that? Wouldn't there have to? Uh, forgive me, but I mean, wouldn't the president that, would have to agree to it? I, I mean, the, yeah, and obviously it would be all over the media. Then uh, anything the uh, the uh, right wing media could take away and, and and pin on him. But I would imagine that the the FDA would have to be uh, involved in this, and and you know perhaps the EPA and Congress. I did find another article on something totally different from Hillary Clinton, uh, where the Food and Drug Administration and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration did say they don't plan to test a. American seafood, right. uh, because the chances of a fish basically swimming all the way from Japan to the United States was 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 negligible, uh, and they felt that it wasn't worth it to because you know while there are fish that swim that far, the chances of a, a radiated fish making it you know thousands of miles, uh, they didn't feel it was it was worth it to test, and presumably they based that on science, not based on on any kind of politics. Hey, but, but, let me let me tell you something. In spite of our hefty regulations, okay. Fish is an area that is not, and, and I shouldn't say it's not regulated, where there's a lot of things slip through the cracks. Let me give you an example. In Los Angeles, where I live and broadcast from, 64% of the fish you buy is not what they say it is. Let me tell you something else. Hmm. Do you know there is no thing, such thing as Chilean sea bass? The real fish is quite ugly. The name is quite ugly. And they knew, although it was tasty, they couldn't sell it because of the way the fish looks for people in Asian countries who do pick their fish, you know, out of the the tank kind of thing. And for the name that it wouldn't appeal. So they came out with something fancy called Chilean sea bass. There is really no Chilean sea bass. Now, all to point to, even though... There, that's why when you go to Whole Foods, they show you different standards of farming the fish or where the fish come from and, you know, and, and how uh, safe they are. When we buy fish from a farm in China, many times the, the, those fish are raw with parasites. And like I said, I almost died from parasite. I know this. I know this is something I don't wish I knew had any knowledge of. I have more knowledge. I'm, I'm an expert on this stuff now, let me tell you. And, you know, still, you know, despite that, this is – we are so much safer with the food that we put into our bodies here uh, than any other country in the world. Now, unfortunately, a lot of things are changing. And, you know, it's and honestly, it's not the radiation in our fish that we have to to worry about. It, it is things more like parasites and well, other and, bacteria and that are killing us. Things like that that are found in our water. Uh, the, the article that I'm reading says that the the radiation that was found in fish in Japan was only found in the sand lance, which the FDA says does not leave Japanese waters. Albuquerque but but again, but again, Mark, and I'm not trying to belittle this woman's opinion. Okay, yeah. first of all, I know tons of people that don't eat fish. Okay, <laughs> right. Uh, second second of all, I I really find it fishy <laughs> that somebody would base their opinion on who we elect or don't elect on fish. And 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 again, there are. It, Again, do you know, I live in Los Angeles. After the nuclear explosion, a reactor exploded, they were testing the air above the Pacific Ocean right off the coast from where I live, okay? They gave us the numbers in Los Angeles after versus before, and it had increased a little. 
If you live in or near a major city, you are exposed to radiation every day in the air that you breathe. How come nobody? Particularly the smog in Los Angeles. Exactly. Well, the Los Angeles cleaned up its smog, you know, many years ago. It still, you know, has that title. Uh, but no, they have much, much cleaner, cleaner Oh, I'm glad air. to hear that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but radiation is, is odorless and, and, and is not visible to the human eye. So even if you have no pollution, you can still have a level. In other words, we live with levels of radiation in our lives all the time from uh, technology uh, like microwaves and cell phones and computers um, that have uh, radioactive waves, uh, radios. Uh, televisions and those kind of frequencies and, you know, things that we're exposed to, uh, not not to mention other things that we are exposed to. I mean, different, you know, fumes that, you know, we're putting gas in the tank, et cetera. So, you know, we're breathing in and drinking in poison far more than eating that piece of fish. The last thing I want to say to the woman, though, totally apart from, you know, whether you're going to vote for Hillary Clinton based on really a, 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 that one thing seems excessive. But at the end of the day, I urge her if she likes Bernie Sanders over Hillary Clinton, vote for Bernie Sanders in Democratic right. primary. I have no problem with that. Right. That's what if he runs, primaries are all about. If he runs, if he runs, or or I don't think Elizabeth Warren's going to run. But if Bernie Sanders runs or anyone else, vote for whomever you like in the primary. Oh, and by the way, what the would she what would she do if hypothetically Hillary is the nominee and she picks us as her, as her vice president, Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren? Well, there you go. But here's the thing. Vote for whomever you want in the primary. When it comes to general election, though, please don't make the Bush-Gore mistake. If, uh, if, if a third of Ralph Nader voters right. in New Hampshire, totally exactly. from Florida, had voted for Al Gore, then it would have been beyond the margin of stealing. And when, and Bill, people, when Bill Maher got on his knees and begged Ralph Nader not to run and even said to Ralph Nader, do you want George Bush to be our president? And he said no, but he still ran. I agree with you. You can't speak. And the other out. thing is, the woman complains about the Supreme Court stealing the election. That's my big issue. Uh, long-time listeners know I wrote the brief challenging the the Bush electors in Florida. There's nothing I care more still about than Bush Gore 2000. But the members of the Supreme Court that chose the president were appointed by Republican presidents. If you need no other reason to vote for Hillary Clinton over Jeb Bush, it's because she will choose whoever replaces probably. Uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or maybe Antonin Scalia. The Supreme Court is so vital, whether it's Citizens United or any of these other things they've done, for that reason alone, you've got to hold your nose and choose a Hillary Clinton, even if you don't like her as much, because she's far better than any Republican running. Yeah, don't stay home, vote. But, you know, pick, pick, unfortunately, if you find they're both evils, pick the lesser of the two, because one of them is going to win, and you need to vote and have your voice. Let's take some calls. Speaking of voice in Florida, let's go to line five with Eric. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Good afternoon. Hiya, Leslie. Quite the spirited debate you have going on today. Yes, absolutely. What's your take on this, Eric? Uh, I'm not necessarily thrilled with any of the candidates that are current frontrunners right now. They seem to be the same old retreads. We could sure use a little freshness in the uh, crop. Although I am intrigued with Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren said she's not running, and I believe her, though. So, so Eric, yeah. let me ask you, though, based on what Mark and I have been talking about with the last couple of callers, so what do you do? Because, Mark, I think you and I agree, sure, it would be great to see new blood, but at the end of the day, you don't run the race to go, oh, my name was up there on the board, you run it to win it. So, Eric, what, what does somebody, what, what does a voter like you do? First of all, are you typically a, a Democratic voter or a Republican voter? 
I always have a fight about registering. I'm just registered as an independent or no declared party. Okay, so that's I'll how you register. But what what would you say, looking back, is your history of voting? Mm, probably more Republican. I do vote Democrat from time to time. Okay, so of the Republicans that may throw their names into the ring or have, uh, there there are none that you like because they're all what Washington insiders or political long timers like former Governor Jeb Bush from your state, who a lot of people in Florida tend to fancy. Yeah, but you know, another Bush isn't electable. I don't think the the, the first Bush, uh, the junior, left a lot of. Uh, of a bad taste in people's mouth. And although his dad did better, uh, you know, can't we do better than a family dynasty? Who would you like to see? As I said, I'm intrigued with Elizabeth Warren only in so much. That's so weird for a guy that votes Republican a lot, isn't it, Mark? (laughs) Well, listen, I love Elizabeth Warren. I do, too. I have tremendous respect for Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I've actually... Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Mark, Mark, we're going to take a break. I don't want them to miss what you're saying. All right. We're going to talk more about Elizabeth Warren with our caller. And we are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. We're talking with our callers, and we hope that you'll join us. 8886-LESLIE. In Florida, on line five, Eric joins us. Eric was speaking, but uh, Mark was responding. So, uh, Mark, go ahead and finish up. I didn't want to uh, interrupt you. I did interrupt you. I wanted you to be able to say what you had to say in response to Eric uh, before we went to break. Let me say I'm a big fan of Elizabeth Warren and a longtime fan of hers. Uh, I was a fan of hers back when she was a Harvard professor, before she was a senator. This is a woman who is brilliant. And I mean, and and she's also really good. She knows where all the bodies are buried on Wall Street. She's not afraid to call them out. She can explain it in simple terms, and she's a fighter. And um, I don't think she's going to run for president this year, but uh, give her four years or eight years, and and I may be well on that bandwagon. And I also think that if Hillary Clinton wins the presidency, she might just appoint. I could see Elizabeth Warren being, I don't know, Secretary of the Treasury. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, she could really tell Wall Street off then. Uh, maybe Federal Reserve Chairman. Can you imagine Elizabeth Warren? So um, I think that Hillary Clinton knows how to use these great new voices in the Democratic Party and will do so. And so I actually think a vote for Hillary Clinton in many ways is a vote for Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Eric, anything else? I like her simply because of something you said in the other segment about uh, businesses that hired illegal immigrants. That's a very good point. And then your point about the uh, Wall Street where the bodies are buried, that was a fiasco, and I never understood why somebody didn't go to jail over that. And I suspect if Elizabeth Warren was around, that probably would never happen again. Whatever I think that's right. To, you know, justice, you know, if you or I pulled what happened in Wall Street, we would all be in jail. Oh, no question about it. Yeah, no, no question about that. All right. And as you, you look right now, the Republicans are doing their best to weaken what protections we have in the Dodd-Frank bill. Uh, much of it, by the way, Elizabeth Warren uh, played a role in, in creating, and they're weakening it as best they can through regulation. Uh, but that's why a lot of the people, like the woman who says, you know, she, she likes Elizabeth Warren, she likes Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, or whom I think Hillary Clinton's going to win the nomination. I, I really don't have any doubt about that. I agree. But, but I don't think, I think Hillary Clinton knows who the bright lights in her party are, and when you elect a president, you're not just electing that person. You're electing a whole party, and I am quite confident that Hillary
Hillary Clinton would use such a brilliant person as Elizabeth Warren, she'd be crazy not to, to use someone like Elizabeth Warren. I think she would. All right. Thank you. And thank you, uh, Eric, uh, for that. Let's continue with the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Dave is in Humboldt County, line two. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Welcome. I, I know that you know Mark uh, well and go back a long way with Mark. You've mentioned that before. Uh, what's your take on this? Oh, good that you say down, Mark. Yes, I. one caller, you found yourself disagreeing with a great deal. And I found myself agreeing with her very much. And it had nothing or little to do with fish. It has an awful lot to do with the fact that we find ourselves living in a country where a very greedy, corporate, special interest, fraction of 1%, owns all of the Republicans outright, and now damn near all of the Democrats. That's a reality. we got to see it. It's hard hard to look at, but that's what we're up against. They have big money. Poor people can't afford to buy politicians, and they have their hand out to who's got the money to buy them. And So, yes, we do have a Bernie Sanders and maybe an Elizabeth Warren, and they want to do the right thing, but they know that what they're up against right now is overwhelming, and we need to know it, too. What are we going to do to over? undo what has happened to our country. The reality she's speaking to is they are bought off. And we need to... You think for a moment that Hillary is going to turn her back on all this big money, special interest money that's saying, we want you to vote our way and here's the money? It ain't going to happen. Okay, Dave, I don't disagree with you. And Mark, I think you agree with me on this. this. This is not... This is an evolution that's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. And what we're talking about is even if you had an Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie Sanders, first of all, I don't even think they could make it to the nomination. Right now, unfortunately, with the amount of money that people have to come up with to have a national presidential election campaign, I don't think they could even be players without, unfortunately, tapping in Uh, to those corporate funds that they and so many Americans are very much against. I do think that someday that will be possible for one of those types of candidates to win, but I don't think that time is now, unfortunately. Mark? I think the biggest threat uh, of corporate money controlling our, our elections comes from the Citizens United case, comes from the United States Supreme Court that basically, not only in the Citizens United case, but in a number of cases, have said, you can buy our democracy. You can do so. You don't have to tell anyone where the money is coming from. You can give billions of dollars. The reason why the Koch brothers control so much is largely because of one 5-4 decision by the United States Supreme Court. Now, Republicans on the Supreme Court, as much as I don't like them, they, they do not live forever. Antonin Scalia is mortal, and one day he will leave the court. Unfortunately, with Betty Ginsburg, is mortal too, and one day she will leave the court. If for no other reason than to correct the Supreme Court, we have to vote for the Democrat. If you like Bernie Sanders and he's, pri- he's going to run against Hillary Clinton, by all means, vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary. I- I'm fine with that. But if Hillary Clinton wins the nomination, she will definitely get my full support. 
I agree. I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy Hump Day. He's Mark Levine. I'm in L.A. He's in D.C. And we are talking with you. 888-6-LESLIE, which is 888-653-7543. Follow both of us on Twitter. I'm at Leslie Marshall, my handle, and his is at Mark Levine Talk. Um, Mark, uh, anything uh, else before we continue with the calls? Let's go to the next caller. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who's see who's up next? It is uh, Dean in Buffalo, New York, line four. Dean, good afternoon. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the whole 30-second hate the wait always gets me. Um, okay. I just want to say this show, I have a new, um, I have a new maybe advertising theme. Um, the Leslie Marshall Show. It's like a uh, radio broadcast of a Mensa meeting. Um, you know, the only reason not to vote for Hillary Clinton, because she's held every um, uh, position in government, except for vice president, and knock on wood, maybe uh, the office of uh, president is uh, sexism, because if she was a guy, um, a lot of people would be like, absolutely, I'm voting for her. Um, So there's really no reason not to vote for the uh, uh, pantsuit-wearing Former senator, former, I don't think I have enough time to go down the list of all the jobs she's held, uh, soon to be um, future Madam President. I'll tell you, to be fair to our callers, I don't think their criticisms of Hillary Clinton were sexist. I, I think our callers, frankly... Uh, I, I agree with you, like and Hillary, I agree with you there. I agree they with like, you. They like Elizabeth Warren, who's also a woman. Yeah. I, I think... But we don't... We, and Mark, also, also we, don't want the, we don't want division in the party. I mean, you can have somebody that you, 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 you know, prefer, but, hey, look, I was a Hillary gal when she was up against Barack Obama, but then I put my support behind Barack Obama. So even if Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders were to run and not get the nomination... We as Democrats need to put our support behind the candidate. Republicans do that. They have they have a a great ability uh, to unite. How many evangelical Christians said they were not going to uh, you know support Mitt Romney, but when he got the nomination, they changed their tune. And if Bernie Sanders or Jim Webb or or uh, were to win, win the nomination, I would support them over Jeb Bush. I, I you know so it's it, look we can have our differences during the nomination. In fact, uh, uh, Leslie and I disagreed. I supported Obama. She supported Hillary Clinton. As it turns out, in hindsight, I kind of wish I'd supported Hillary. I <laughs> uh, because Obama. See, I was. I told you I was right. Now well, you were right, Leslie. You were right. <laughs> Obama's been a good president, but not a great president in my view. And I actually think Hillary would have been a stronger leader, and I think she will be a stronger leader if she becomes our next president. But I don't think it's sexist. I don't think there may be op- sexist opposition to Hillary, but not from our callers. They, they disagree with her for other reasons. Okay. Dean, uh, thank you uh, for your comment and for your call, but I do agree that it's not sexist. Uh, let's uh, continue, and uh, we go to Andrew in North Dakota, line three. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? Good afternoon. Hey, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, before I even talk about what I'm going to say, I'm a, let's put it on the table. I'm a Catholic, and um, what I think about both parties is that, first of all, I'll start with the Republicans. Um, I think that Jeb Bush and Mitt Romney are the two biggest 
are the front runners for the Republican Party. I don't know much about Jeb Bush, but I know some things about Mitt Romney, and I know the fact that he uh, thinks that the American people who voted for Obama are freeloaders and who pay no taxes and don't assume responsibility for their lives. I think he said that. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, yes. He did say that. you know, I'm a Catholic, and, you know, I look at all these, I know, I think, some, uh, trust me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, the majority of Republicans are Christian, and... Um, well, they claim to they claim to believe yeah. in God, and they claim to yeah. be Christians, but not all of them practice yeah. Christianity. Yeah, yeah. They claim to be Christian. I mean, they support, I mean, the March for Life just happened in uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, they support pro-life, but then, I mean... I think, and then they don't support, you know, government assistance for the poor. I mean, you know, in my beliefs, you know, Jesus says to help the poor, clothe the sick, clothe the naked, you know. You know what I mean? And, I mean, I feel like Republicans, I feel like the Republican Party is trying to, uh, I think they get voters by the fact that they talk about supporting pro-life, because I talk to a lot of Catholics, and they, um, they think that pro-life, the fact that the Republican Party supports one Christian value trumps all the other Christian values that the liberals um, support. So, I mean, that's what I think about Republicans. I think that they, they're they uh, manipulating uh, Christians. And uh, about the liberals, okay. Well, so, well, well wait, uh, can I, I want to talk about that. As a okay, former sure. Christian, even though I'm a Democrat, there are many Democrats that are Christians. I'm a firm yeah, yeah, believer yeah. in our practice oh, yeah. of separation of church and state. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and and I have to say, you know, I, I find, and my Catholic friends will be the first to agree, no offense to you, but I find a lot of Catholics very, you know, hypocritical because, you know, they'll say, uh, you know, oh, they're pro-life or they're, they're, they're Catholic, yet they have sex before marriage. They use birth control. We know that we know Catholics are using birth control because you don't have the O'Malley's and the Orion's and the O'Reilly's uh, that, you know, are, are, you know, that have 10, 12 kids like I grew up with outside of Boston. The Irish and Italian families, you know, everybody had six plus kids. Yeah, let, let me, I let totally me say agree. this. I, I, mean, I, think, I think that pro-life has got to mean the entire life. I don't know when pro-life meant the fetus only, but the Republicans that would force a poor woman to have a child against her will and then not feed that child, not provide health care to that child, basically consign that child to a life of poverty, maybe even death for lack of inadequate health care, seems to me far crueler than having an abortion. And I think Pope Francis, who, I, by the way, I have tremendous respect for. He's by far my favorite pope. I, oh, I, man, I'm I, with you. I, I, I'm, I said, honestly... If he admits that they, if he stood up and admitted, well, first of all, a few things. One, that the Nazis gave passports to uh, the, I mean, the Nazis, the Catholic Church gave passports to the Nazis and helped them get to South America, too. Um, that, you know, women could have places of leadership in the Catholic Church. And three, um, admitted uh, to all of the, not just uh, pedophilia, but the covering up of pedophilia and, and what they were going to do to prevent that in the future. I think I'd become a Catholic. Well, he, yeah, he's, I mean, he's getting there. The, I, I mean, the thing I like most, though, is he focuses on poverty. He focuses on real people, their real lives. And, toler- and tolerance. And tolerance. Well, tolerance as well. And so, to me, that's, that's not part of the Republican agenda. Uh, it, it is part of the Christian agenda, and so, but it's not part of the Republican agenda. 
And and another thing to your point, if honestly, if and I've read the Bible cover to cover at least twice, okay, Old and New Testament. If you really read, what would Jesus do? If you're, you know, people are Christian, they claim to be followers of Christ. It's very liberal. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in in its ideology, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, care for the widows, feed yep. the poor, right? Love your enemies. We'll be back. And we are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He is Mark Levine. Let's take some more calls. You ready, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, let's see who's up next. I think it is Don in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Don, how you doing on Line 5? Good afternoon. Leslie, how are you? Uh, good. Fantastic show. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me call in. I, I've been enjoying the conversation. I was thinking a, a little bit earlier about the question you had asked about about Hillary Clinton and what her biggest challenge or her biggest competition is going to be. And I've got to tell you, after watching uh, Steve King's Freedom Summit in Iowa a couple of days ago and seeing the lineup there, I, I mean, I came to the conclusion that the only challenge Hillary's going to have is her own staff, maybe President Bill. Uh, you know, I, I look back, and I've, I've got to give credit to uh, Mr. Salizzo over the Washington Post, and this is something he had written about that back when, in 2008, when uh, the election was taking place and she was running against the president, our current president, uh, her advisors looked at his approach. You know, he had that novelty thing, that, look, it's the first African-American president. And rather than go toward, you know, that novelty, I would be the first female president, they they pushed toward the, uh, I'll be ready in office on day one. And as uh, uh, somebody had put it, this essentially kind of changed her her image in the voters' eyes to, to one that was, you know, maybe she's just the candidate of business as usual. And, you know, Bill made a couple of comments that honestly uh, came across as, I think, racist at some point and had to apologize. So in terms of that, again, just my humble opinion, uh, I think that it's hers to lose so kind of you know study as she goes i, I think she would do uh, a fantastic now, now the nomination to lose or the presidency i'm sorry say again the nomination or the presidency is her no choice. i think she's got the nomination i, I okay so you're talking I mean, about the presidency much as, as much as i like uh bernie sanders and as much as i like elizabeth warren uh i gotta tell you i i have a background in in television news myself and I look at Bernie, and I think, uh, you know, if, if you had to run the Q numbers on him, that kind of a, a focus group thing, eh, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I'm being a kind of, uh, you know, pessimistic about that. I've, I've got friends that are politicians, and we often used to sit down and go, you know, it really is true that the prettiest person seems to win many races. And uh, But, I, I mean... That being said, I, I don't think she's got the money. She's got the, the boots on the ground, the organization. I, I mean, I don't see how she could, you know, unless there's somebody out there I'm not thinking you know, of. And right? that happens. Got... That happens. When we look back, there are those. Bill Clinton is, I remember when his name first came out, even Sarah Palin. I was on vacation in Hawaii. I remember my executive producer, Marky Mark and called me and said, John McCain picked the senator from Alaska, Sarah Palin. The first thing I thought was, well, it's a woman. Good for them. And I'm like, Who? And do they realize Alaska has such a small population? Again, who? Then I saw her speak, and I thought, uh-oh, we might be in trouble. 
And then she spoke after the first time and I thought, oh, we're good. And, and, you know, so there are people that come out of the woodwork and, you know, they can have a quick rise and fall as Palin did or, you know, have a constant rise as Bill Clinton, quite frankly, still appreciates. Mark? Uh, governor of Alaska, not senator from Alaska. Sorry, sorry, governor. I, did I say senator? My apologies. You, you did. No problem. I, I actually think Bill Clinton is a plus. For Hillary, I think that I uh, of all people on the planet Earth, there is no person that Americans would rather be president, including Hillary, by the way, than Bill Clinton. I think we all, um, I mean, there's still there's some criticism, but by all, most of us have fond memories of his presidency. Sure, he wasn't perfect, uh, but I think that's a big plus in, in, in her camp. I think she clearly has the nomination. I won't say she has the presidency in the back. I think that's, that's way too uh, presumptuous to say that, but I I do think she's clearly got the nomination, and I, I like Hillary Clinton. I've worked with Hillary Clinton. I'll tell you something. Um, when I worked in Congress, I actually was able to persuade Hillary Clinton to change her mind on a bill. I would probably don't have enough time to tell that whole story. I'll tell another time on the air. But the point is, is that you know, I was just a, a lawyer in Washington uh, working for Barney Frank. I, I really know what I'm near of the importance of Hillary Clinton. But the point was, she had an open enough mind to listen to a reasonable argument and to actually change her view, which tells me a lot about. Hillary Clinton. It, it says that as brilliant as she is, she's open-minded, she's flexible. I have a lot of respect for her, and the people who say she's some kind of corporate chill, listen, she'll do what she has to do to get elected. And that way she's like Bill Clinton, and that's not a bad thing, frankly. I think that Bill Clinton's ruthlessness served him well in dealing with the Republicans. So she's, she's able to play hardball, to be sure, but she's also a woman with a lot of heart and someone with a lot of open minds, and I, I really don't understand a lot of the criticism against Against Hillary Clinton. I mean, she's, she's not the most charming yeah. person in the world. That's true. But that's the only real knock I have on her. I don't, I don't see her. I mean, I, I don't think she's got a problem. I think she has it, at least in my opinion, I think she has it sold. I think she's got the support. The poll numbers that came out this past week show she's what she's double digits ahead of anybody in the GOP. I, and maybe I'm just a paranoid, loyal Democrat. I just don't want to see somebody drop it. You know, I hey, I'm a University of Oregon fan. I just got done watching the national championship, and I thought it was that team's championship to take home, and I couldn't believe what I saw. And, you know, it's like the Twitter sphere went dead that night in Portland. But I, I feel the same way about about her. I feel like it, well, it is. They're going to throw everything at her. You, 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 you know, Benghazi, um, which, which was nothing. They're going to throw at her. They're going to blame her for every mistake Obama made and not give her any credit for any of the good stuff uh, that he's done. Um, listen, now, now, now spe- speaking of, Mark, speaking of, a lot of people say the president's approval ratings have been low, and although they're coming up, that he's not helping her. I'm not sure. I know they're going to try and link them, but I think a lot of the people do think of them separately because, as some callers have mentioned, uh, you know, Bill Clinton and, and her, uh, you know, uh, friction with Obama and that she ran against him. And also because she is much more of a moderate centrist uh, politically as a liberal Democrat than uh, Barack Obama is. I know the Republicans will try and paint them as bosom buddies. But do you think that the country, not Democrats necessarily, but, you know, some of those undecideds are going to buy? that you know i think in domestic policy it, it's hard to find much difference between them i, I do think they're they're very similar in in, in I, it's really really hard in domestic policy to find difference so what the reason why i frankly i wish i'd voted for hillary clinton is that i like her foreign policy i think she's a lot more realistic than barack obama on foreign policy i think she's got a better 
feel for it. And unfortunately, some of her problems as Secretary of State, I think, were because she was hamstrung by Obama and not doing what she wanted to do. Uh, so it's largely on foreign policy that I like her better than him. But also, I think she's a stronger leader than he is. Now, again, they support the same policies. I think the policies are the same. But I, I could see Obama... Co- compromising with Republicans a lot more than Hillary Clinton. I think Hillary Clinton would stand firm the way her husband did and, and fight and get a better, better terms, better deals. And, okay. and the GOP would just hate having her in office. Can, can you imagine? Hey, and by the way, if you don't like the GOP, isn't that yet another reason? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Don, thank you for the call. Appreciate thank it. You. Let's go to Paul in New Mexico, line two. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Leslie, Mark. Thanks for the show. Um, my main objection right now with the discourse is it sounds like a coronation. You know, I want to see a healthy uh, primary. And the other point, you're saying that she's got double-digit leads. Well, she has proven herself to lose to an unknown black guy named uh, Barack Hussein Obama. True. And uh, she can lose again. You know, I, I just don't want to. Well, no, no, no. She lost the the nomination. True. She lost the nomination. At this point in time, there's just, I mean, really, uh, Mark, we didn't get to uh, the Democrats. We didn't even finish. Martin O'Malley, Webb, maybe maybe Cuomo. I I, I might um, run. How about Joe Biden? How about Joe Biden? Well, yeah, I I think of the Democrats. I I love Joe Biden. But Joe Biden, you're talking about Joe Biden, Jim Webb, who I like, Bernie Sanders, who I like, Martin O'Malley, Elizabeth Warren. Um, you know, who I like as well. That Those seem to be the only names. I, then again, I believe Elizabeth Warren when she says she's not running. Uh, Warren's not running. I know. Warren is smart enough to know this is not her time. She, this, and another thing, she, she doesn't have the ego. Though. She does, you have to have a huge ego to want this off. Her ego's not big enough. No, well, I think she's going to run if in I can, the future. If I can just, just make on one on other that, point, Leslie, I think she's going to run please. in the future. Go ahead, But then. not 20 um, The problem, too, is that we're basically looking at corporatists both Democrat and Republican, the only progressives, they can't win. You know, unfortunately, the system, the big D and the big RNC, it's it's a corporate machine. You know, like everyone thought there was so much hope, including myself with Barack Obama. He's been a huge disappointment. I mean, Wall Street, the, 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 the rich have gotten way richer under these eight years, and now you know, Bill Clinton, and this is gonna this is gonna tarnish Hillary, is NAFTA, and and guess what? This TTP that's coming down the, the pike with um, uh, President Obama, that's gonna be NAFTA on steroids. We are selling out, carving out the middle class of America through trade deals, and both of these people, Hillary and, and Barack Obama, are right there. You know, I don't know Hillary Clinton's view on the Trans-Pacific Partnership. I, I know my own view on it, which is that I have a mixed view on it. I, I don't mind trade so much with Japan and other industrialized nations. I don't think that harms us. I do believe that when we trade with Vietnam, a country that can definitely undercut our wages and undercut American workers and globalization, I, I have problems with that part of the deal. But uh, at the end of the day... Hillary not perfect, but um, and I don't support a coronation. Uh, she needs to fight for it like anybody else. I want to hear her. Maybe Bernie Sanders can push her to the left, but I do think she'll be the nominee. I agree. I president. agree. Thank you to all our callers. Mark, thank you for being my date for two hours, my co-host, instead of just at one hour. I've missed you, and glad to have you back. 
Change is strong, and you can experience it at Gold's Gym. For a limited time only, join the most supportive and dedicated community in fitness for just $1. Get access to the latest cardio and strength equipment, the best group exercise classes, and expert personal trainers dedicated to your success. A stronger you is waiting at Gold's Gym today. Tap the banner now for a free pass. Offer ends February 29th. Valid with select new memberships at participating locations only. Commitment required. Annual fee and other restrictions may apply.